Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're looking for an online sports book with fast payouts and an easy-to-use interface? Look no further than MyBookie.ag. Payouts in only two business days, the best customer service out there, the best odds, and even live betting. Go take a look at MyBookie.ag. And once you figure out that it's the best, sign up using promo code WCE100 for a 50% deposit bonus. That's MyBookie.ag, promo code WCE100. I'm Gary Seegers. Catch me on Twitter at GaryWCE. And I'm Chris Giannini. Follow me at ChrisBGiannini. And this is the Winning Cures Everything podcast from WinningCuresEverything.com. Before we get started, please subscribe to the podcast, share it, and review it. We cannot stress how important those reviews are for iTunes rankings, so help us out. Those of us who love this sport live for nights like this. You are looking live at the Georgia Dome in Atlanta. It's football. I've been watching it for 40 years. 40. 40 years. How about that? So here is fourth down. Can you believe it? It's picked up by Michigan State. Jalen wants Jackson, and he scores on the last play of the game. Are you kidding me? I bet you don't care. This is Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in. Winning Cures Everything, number 165. It is the big game Friday edition of the show. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. Chris, there ain't a whole lot of big games this week. Uh, no, the NFL has a really good slate. College football is going to be kind of boring. Does the NFL really have a good slate? Yes, though? it does. I mean, yes, it, it look, does. they've got like four good games, and then like the rest is kind of like, okay. All right, so if all 32 teams are playing at the same time, which they're not, that's 16 games. Four out of 16 is a quarter of the games available are good. All right. You've got about a hundred college football games, and we maybe have what, like three good ones? Yeah, no, you you got a point there. So math tells me NFL this weekend going to be better than college. No, you you got that right. You got that right. All right, well, let's go on and jump into it. Uh, let's talk about the college football games. We'll run down the SEC schedule, and then we'll run into the and and we struggled to find four good games. Yeah. like So we won't even call them the biggest games. We'll call them the four good games. I do think I do think where game day is going to be is, is a big game. Huge game. Yeah, I think I agree with that. And I think it's going to be a fun game. 
Yeah. I think so. Madison, Wisconsin. Yep. Now, why Fox decided to put this game on at 11 a.m., I'll never understand. But we'll we'll get to that here in a minute. Let's go on and, and run through the SEC games right quick. Uh, Mercer at Alabama, 11 a.m., SEC Network, blah. Uh, Louisiana Monroe at Auburn, 11 a.m., ESPN2, blah. At, do you think Carrion Johnson has a chance at winning the Heisman Trophy? Like, say Baker Mayfield just, like, craps the bed. I think I think he needs Baker to all. Here's the problem: the running like Baker backs, and and Saquon Barkley. The the running it was no hey, man. Be careful. Barkley's not the only running back in town. Oh no! I mean, okay. look, you still that, got that's you the still problem. Got Josh Adams at you, Notre Dame. You still got uh, uh, Jonathan Taylor tailback at Wisconsin, and then you still got Love at, at yeah Bryce Love at at uh, Stanford. So there there are what four running backs? Yeah, and one quarterback. I think it's always going to go to the quarterback when this happens. Yeah, I think you're probably right. I, th- I think Baker's got this thing wrapped up. Like he'd, I, have to, he'd have to do something really stupid. He'd have to look bad and probably get in trouble. Do you think Carrion Johnson could have mm. big enough games against Monroe and Alabama to get an invite to? But really, he he could he could run against Georgia again, and then get an invite, right? Yeah. So because they vote after that. Oh yeah, it's it's all after that. I think yeah, I think he could get the invite. Is it after that or do they they, do they, they always try, before the look, conference championship games? I don't I don't I don't know when. Or no, they don't because there's there's still regular season games going on that weekend. That's right. God, it's crazy. <clears throat> I crazy. think I think he could get the invite because they always try to invite as many people as possible just so they have a crowd and a show. I mean, it's like a three-hour-long TV show. I know it's it's which so is stupid, ridiculous. but you can't fill three hours up if you only invite two or three people. So, so it's in they've, their they've interest. It it's in their best. Yeah, but it didn't used to always be as long as it is. That's true. So it's in their best interest for them to invite as many people as possible. I think he can go. I think he will go. Um, he needs big games against against Monroe and against Alabama. Well, he'll get big games against Monroe. Well, maybe not. If if they rest him, then you're not going to knock him for that. You're just yeah, that's not. That's true. That's true. Um, to to get the invite, I did, I don't know because love loves miss games because of injury and things of that nature. He's I I would be shocked if he doesn't get an invite. Mississippi State at Arkansas is the 11 a.m. CBS game. Fairly interesting game just because it's a divisional matchup and it, it's you know I mean we'll see. I think state's absolutely going to murder them. Yeah, and and I mean it's it's interesting in the fact that it's a uh, like a revenge game. It's revenge for state, and Beatles is playing for his job. Yeah, so and so that that makes that at least a little a uh, little bit interesting. Kentucky at Georgia, two thirty p.m. on CBS. That's a twenty one and a half point spread. Kentucky looked great last week. Yeah, they but it, what of that has to do with their opponent? You know, I don't know that that Vanderbilt is very good. They were they, at the beginning of the season. They, Vandy looked all right at the beginning of the, the season. The first four weeks, we didn't we didn't think they weren't well, they, good. They were three and zero, and now they're four and six. Yes, and haven't won a single game in the SEC. So, you know, Kentucky now has seven wins. They're seven and three, uh, but they got Georgia and Louisville left. So. You know, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, Wofford at South Carolina, 3 p.m. SEC Network. UAB at Florida, 3 p.m. Also on the SEC Network. I think the Wofford game is the uh, the alternate. Yeah, channel. probably. This UAB game is interesting to me because I think they can win this game. Yeah, I think they can too. And I, I think that's unbelievable. 
It's they're ten and a half point dogs. I think that line is absurd. Florida is awful, but I'll tell I'll, I'll give Florida credit for last week. They looked okay last week, right? Like they got beat at South Carolina twenty eight twenty. But that is a South Carolina team that can't score, and the fact that they put up twenty points. You and I have already talked about this. Yeah, was was pretty impressive. Incredibly impressive. I I don't get it. I don't know how they did it, but either way, LSU at Tennessee. It's uh, it's two big names. And that's about it. It's yeah. the six p.m. ESPN game. We will see if Brady Hoke has anything for these guys to get ready, get them fired up. We'll see. Will the players play for him? Like, is there any kind of a motivation that that he can hit? What what button can he push to make them actually come out and do something? I'm I'm, I'm I don't know. I don't know that there's anything he can do. I kind of want to see Knoxville packed out. You know, I want to see Neyland Stadium excited for for Tennessee football again. The SEC is more fun when they're good. Yeah, it yeah. just is. So, well, when John Gruden gets there, I'm sure it'll be fired up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Missouri at Vanderbilt is the 6:30 p.m. SEC Network primetime game. Uh, Missouri is a seven and a half point favorite. We just talked about Vandy, not a great team. Missouri is on a four game winning streak right now. They are back to five and five after starting one and five. And this offense is rolling. Drew Locke is a legit quarterback. And their running game is like really, really good too. So I'm I'm all about this game. I, I'm interested to see what Missouri does on the road uh, because they've been smoking teams at home and it, it no this is not the most entertaining matchup of the way but if there's nothing else going on 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 Saturday night why not like I, I can either watch LSU steamroll Tennessee or I can watch Missouri steamroll Vanderbilt either way and look it's it's at least somewhat entertaining I'll be watching one of our big games <sighs> yeah you're probably right alright let's jump into the big games then first off College game day. Making their trip to Madison, Wisconsin. I got to get to a game in Madison one day. Michigan at Wisconsin, 11 a.m. on Fox. Now, explain to me why Fox has got this as the 11 a.m. game. And then Fox also has Maryland at Michigan State as the 3 p.m. game. I don't know. We talked about this uh, the other day. You know they've got a they've got Stanford and Cal somebody as their primetime game. Somebody said that they don't like to have primetime games at night in Wisconsin in November because it's too cold. Then why the hell are you covering the Big Ten if you can't handle the cold? Like, it's so <laughs> weird to me. It's going to be cold in the morning too. Like, yeah, I, I it don't may not get be it. that cold, but I mean, my God, I think this is a fun game. There is a part of me, you know, I like Wisconsin a lot that really wants them to keep this thing rolling. But there's another part of me. <laughs> I think my winner of the Big Ten is still live. Who is that? I have Michigan winning the Big Ten. They Look, win, I, I will tell they you win this. this game. They beat Ohio State in the game, and then they beat Wisconsin a second time. They Yeah. Could they be a two-loss team to get into the national championship conversation? I don't think they'll get that far. They would need chaos. They would. They would need 
more than just chaos. Yeah. I mean, they'd need like some crazy, crazy stuff to happen. I don't know that they would need crazy, crazy. Okay. I think Miami went. Actually, it's not chaos. They need chalk to win. I think if Miami beats Clemson, that gives Clemson two losses and a non-champion in their conference. I think if Alabama goes undefeated, you're not putting a two-loss Georgia team or a three-loss Auburn team in. You're getting Oklahoma. You're getting Alabama. You're getting Clemson. Who would be or Miami? Sorry, in that situation, who would be the fourth team you would put in? You would put a two-loss team in from the Pac-12, Pac-10. Sorry, the Big Ten that won their conference over the Pac-12 winner. All day long, and you're yeah, not I mean, putting you're not putting another Dane team in that lost two games. And you you wouldn't put USC in, maybe? No, no, a two loss Michigan team or a two loss USC team. You you put the two loss Michigan team in. You know, like I I really leaned Michigan here. I know that's crazy, isn't it? Like they're only I'll, seven and a half point underdogs. I, I actually, I'm. We're going to pick this game. I'm picking Michigan, and that goes against everything that I want to happen. I think I think this is where Jim Harbaugh, he wanted nobody thinking about them, nobody talking about them, and and I think if they win this game and they can win the game, I think they got a shot at a national title. How crazy is that? I love that it. That is bananas to me. I love it. I'm absolutely – I'm look, on this train Right now, I'm on this train. I am, oh wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I might have just made that whole spiel. Do they have three losses? No, Michigan's only got two. They've lost to Iowa and Michigan State. They didn't play Iowa. Okay, they lost to Michigan State and Penn State. Penn State, and That's they got it. stomped by Penn State. What was the score? Like forty-two to thirteen. Okay, that I'm I'm clear. I'm just clear. I have a rule. And here's the reason I have this rule because a person I was talking to today at lunch brought up, "Well, well, you discredit Ohio State if Ohio State wins out, then why would they not have that same argument?" I have a rule, and I believe this to be true. If you get beat by 30 during the regular season by anybody, you don't get to play for the national championship team. But if you get beat by twenty nine, then you're fine. <laughs> well, at some point in time, you got to draw a line, right? You got to draw a line in the sand and say this is the number that we're going to make this rule. Which is why Notre Dame, nothing can happen to let Notre Dame come in. Nothing can happen to let uh, uh, Ohio State come in. You you don't get to get drummed by thirty points. Nothing can happen for Georgia to get in. Georgia will win the SEC. You know what? I don't give a damn. You got drummed by 30 points on national TV in front of the whole world. No. Who, we, you don't get to play for the national championship. Who, if Michigan beats Wisconsin and Ohio State. They had to beat Wisconsin twice. Well, no, just, it, but, yes. Just bear with me through the okay. regular season here. If they beat Wisconsin and Ohio State. Yes. Say Michigan State wins out. Okay. Right, because Michigan State's got what Maryland and somebody. Oh, they've got the tiebreaker. I don't know that it'll uh, be a. But four- no, no, no. Hold on, hold on. But here's the thing: if Penn State wins out too, it'd be a four-way tie for the Michigan State beat Penn State and Ohio, and, Ohio State. and, and Michigan. Sorry, not Michigan. They beat Penn State and Michigan. Right, Ohio, Ohio State, State beat Michigan beat State and Penn State. Penn State. Penn State beat Michigan, and they would have beat. That had to be one of the other ones. Because they only got two losses, and they would have well, no, had. There's, to... No, it's there's four teams. 
So yeah. Penn State is one and two against them. Ohio State would be two and one because they beat Michigan State and Penn State. Um, Michigan State would be two and one because they beat Penn State. Well, and Michigan. Ohio State would be out of it because that would give them three losses. That would give them three losses overall, but one of their three losses was to Oklahoma. I think it, I think it, that's going to come in at some point in time. Regular season record is going to be a tiebreaker. Well, it's not regular season o- overall record. record. It's, uh, no, it's not overall record. It's uh, it's like ranking. I think something like that. But but, but having having a third loss, I think, will take them out of the mix, which might give Penn no, because then you've got a three way tie against Penn State, Michigan State, and Michigan. Boy, that's, All with two losses. This is interesting to think and of. I don't know. I don't know what they'll do with that. I don't know that there's any way that Michigan gets into the. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I just told you exactly way. how it's going to happen. If they get to play for the if the Big Ten title and they win the Big Ten title, they need Alabama to roll it. They need Miami to roll it, and Ohio uh, Oklahoma to continue to win. They need all chalk. All right. Look, Ohio State has Illinois this week. Irrelevant. They'll have three losses if they lose to Michigan. But so Ohio State's losses would be to Iowa, Oklahoma, and Michigan. But Iowa's on the other side of the bracket. It would it would come down to divisional record. That can't be the first tiebreaker. Well, it wouldn't be the first tie. First tiebreaker would be head to head. But the problem is that you got Ohio State. I'm telling you, there's no way with three losses and everybody else having two losses, something's going to matter. That other loss is going to matter. Well, no, I think Penn State would end up getting it because they would be the higher ranked. Like, they'd be the higher ranked team. No, but we don't know what Michigan would be ranked. If Michigan beats Wisconsin and Ohio State, Michigan's going to be ranked higher than Penn State. Yeah, you're probably Because right. Penn State's not going to play anybody to boost their ranking anymore. They're going to have a great win against Michigan. And other than that, they don't have a good win the rest of the season. Everybody else they've played have been garbage. They beat those teams up. And then they got beat by Ohio State and beat by Michigan State. Okay. So, so I'm pulling up the Big Ten website. And here's we, the we, divisional we, we were going to go real quick. And we've gotten into a rabbit hole now. The following procedure will determine the rep from each division in the event of a tie. If two teams are tied, the winner of the game between the two tied teams shall be the representative. So if Michigan beats Wisconsin and and Ohio State, State, and then Penn State wins out and Michigan State wins out, then you've got all teams at 6-2. Yes. If three or more teams are tied, steps one through eight will be followed until a determination is made. If only two teams remain tied after any step or sub-step, the winner of the game between the two tied teams shall be the representative. If three or more teams remain tied after any step, move to the next step in the tiebreaker. So number one, the records of the three tied teams will be compared against each other. So that's how Ohio State gets bumped if it's a three-way tie in the division, four-way tie in the division. First tiebreaker goes to record. I knew that was going to happen. All right, so you move Ohio State out. Out. So now you've got a three-way tie. Michigan State, and Ohio State. State. No, Penn State, Michigan State, and Michigan. Yeah, in Michigan, I apologize. Yes. Oh, no, at that that point, Michigan State goes. Why? No, they don't. It's still a three-way tie. It's a three-way tie, but they beat Penn State and Michigan. Oh, you're right. Then it's over. Then it's over, so Michigan State would get in. But who does Michigan State 
have left to play. They play... Well, if uh, we're assuming Michigan State's not in that argument... They play Maryland this week. Then Penn State would be... And then at Rutgers next week. So... Oh, then they're gonna they're gonna. So there's no way for Michigan to get in. Michigan Michigan would need Michigan State to lose and Penn State to lose because it doesn't matter. Because if you take Michigan State out of it, Michigan still doesn't have the tiebreaker over Penn State either. Penn State's got Nebraska this week and at Maryland next week. So you need Maryland to go on a run here. Need Maryland to go. <laughs> you need Maryland to win their next two ball games. You know what? If that's all going to happen, I want Wisconsin just to win out. <laughs> like, forget all this. I don't, I don't deal with this. I like Maryland. I'm an SVP guy. I, I don't believe in them that much. That's, we just spent 18 minutes Sorry. talking about I took us down this. a rabbit hole that ended up just totally useless. It's all good. Either way, like... It, this is what happens when you don't have resources. You're just sitting at lunch talking off the just, hip. Just thinking of this stuff, right? Yeah. That makes sense. It makes sense. All right. Well, look, let's uh, – you, so you're taking Michigan in this game. I will tell you this. Their new quarterback looks really good. I like Jim Harbaugh, man. I think he's going to have this team ready. I think you're right. I think you're right. So, I, I like Michigan in this game. I like them to cover. I don't know that I can pick them to win in Madison with I, with the championship on the line. That's it. I I want Wisconsin to win this thing. So I, I'm I'm taking Wisconsin. You're taking Michigan. No, no, give me Wisconsin. <laughs> now that I now that I know I don't have a chance of my dream coming true of Michigan winning. Like you're, at you're all. like screw it. Give me chalk. Give me chalk. Give me chalk. All right. Next big game is also at 11 a.m. on ESPN News. <laughs> like what the crap is this, right? SMU at Memphis. Look, I'm going to write an article later this week. Memphis has everything lined up for it. If they beat SMU this weekend, they got East Carolina, who is 2-8. Terrible. They'll be 10-1 going into, we're going to guess, UCF. And it's not like they were bad against UCF. They put up 500 yards offense on UCF. They turned the ball over five times. Three times in the red zone. That's part of the game, though. I understand that's and, part of the and, game. And everybody turns the ball over against UCF. I understand that. You know why? Because you're playing from behind and you're pressing. Well, but that's the thing. Memphis wasn't playing from behind the whole ball game. It was a well, tight no, game. At some early. point in time, the game starts 0-0. So, right. Yeah. But no, even you're, you're early right. on, it was still <laughs> it was a close ball game in the first half. And then once we got into the second half, there was a turnover that was down in the red zone. In, in the first half, there was a turnover in the red zone. So like there's if if they don't make stupid mistakes because Riley Ferguson just looked out of it in that game. Either way, we're not even talking about that one yet. We got several weeks to go before that. SMU presents a real challenge because look, well, coached. I've been I've been talking about Memphis's defense for a while and they have been stepping up, but they've been stepping up against teams that aren't exactly the best teams, right? Apparently, they can stop the run. I didn't know that, but SMU don't run the football. Yeah, this is going to be a shootout. Yeah, it's 100% going to be a shootout. If it's not a shootout, it's because everybody's still asleep because it's an 11 a.m. game. Take the over. Take the over. Oh, I don't like betting overs in the morning games. What do you think this one is? God, I bet it's in the – oh, it's got to be in the upper 70s. You think so? Yeah. I mean, you think upper 70s or like lower 70s? Upper 70s. I mean like 76 or higher. Man, bigger than seventy five, so? yeah. 
Golly. I mean, I could be wrong. I've been wrong before. I mean, you're probably right because, like, neither team is great on defense. Um, I don't know. Still in the NFL. I don't know what I would. Uh, if it wasn't a morning game, if this was a, you know, 2 o'clock game or later, then I would bet the house. I mean, they'll bust 100 points. Yeah, you're probably right. But I don't know right. what these teams will look like at 11 a.m. in Memphis. On what will probably be a chilly rain. Oh, it's supposed to rain Saturday. The over-under is 75 and a half. The line opened up Memphis minus 11 and a half. It's been bet up to 13 now. It is going to be raining Saturday. Is it actually and, supposed to be raining? Yeah, it's supposed to be raining and cold. So, See, but I've I've gotten tricked into the into taking those overs or the unders before on that. You remember, so you remember I bet the under on Memphis and Tulane, and the un, over under there was like sixty three, and Memphis it was forty degrees and like sideways raining. Was it the monsoon? That was and so there was one monsoon that was Louisiana Monroe at the start of the year and that, then Tulane a couple that weeks under ago. hit though. That under hit just barely, but it still hit. Just you just hey, barely. Man, you just need it by the hook. That's it. Well, it, it hit for me. It didn't hit for all the people that got it late. Seventy five and a half. I'd probably still take the over. Probably so. These teams don't play defense. No, neither. One and of you them. know what? Both these coaches are coaching for their next job. Yeah, you're right about that. They're trying to impress people. They're gonna be impressive. I'll tell you that. It's a good game. Good game. You good got game. Memphis. Yeah, I'm taking Memphis. I'm taking Memphis, too. All right. The uh, the third big game. We've only got four of them this week. It's not even a big game. The third most interesting game. This is going to be a fun game. If history has anything to do with it, this is going to be an awesome game. Last year was a lot of fun. Shea Patterson's first win. Oh, not just last year, man. The last, like, six years, ever since A&M has come to the SEC. Yeah, let's. The A&M Ole Miss game has been awesome. They've been great games. Let's High not scoring, go crazy. I, I crazy remember, stuff. I remember like twenty three to three in Oxford, and I remember you know a couple of the games like that. Oh, I don't. I I bet there are way less games that were like that. Well, they've only been awesome. in a year for like they've only been in the league for five years. I bet they've had three really good games What's, in five okay, years. So that's okay. that's pretty good. All anyway, right, I'll give you that. Come on, um, man. But yeah, either way, A and M opened up as a two point underdog. That's now been bet up. Ole Miss is now a three point favorite. God, that's crazy. Six to me. p.m. on ESPN two. I can't pull the trigger betting on either one of these teams. No, but I'm not I am, touching. But that I am at all. going to watch this game. That's I ain't, I ain't touching this game. I will probably bet the over in this game just because I want to see a lot of points. Can A and M score? Well, they'll be able to score on this team. <laughs> yeah, can they? My gosh, what am I talking about? Can A and M score on this team? Yeah, yeah, this is this will be an interesting game. I I don't know which direction to lean here. I'll tell you this, Jacob Tamu. I we've talked about this a lot, but man, I think he's better than Patterson. Uh, I, he he could be good. That's that's a little crazy to me. Question, answer, over under number of head coaches in this game that have a job next year at the team they're coaching. One. You think Matt Luke stays? I think Matt Luke stays. You think it's because of the trouble and nobody else will want that job? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I think – well, here's the thing. I think that the sanctions – because we are we're, – we're more than nine weeks out, if, if it was good news for Ole Miss, they would have already announced this. Like, I, I think they would have gotten this out there. It would have been fine. would have been no big issue. But because they have not announced it, like I, if they don't announce it before the Egg Bowl, 
you know it's going to be bad news. Probably another year bowl ban. Probably more scholarship limitations. You need somebody in there. And, and here's the thing. Early in the year, you kind of looked at it like, yeah, Matt Luke, maybe, you know, ah, they got beat by Arkansas. Ah, they got beat by, you know, whoever. But these dudes play for him. Like, they have got some serious question marks at, at key positions on the field. But that's not his fault. No, they're all playing hard. They're playing hard for him. I mean, they, they came back and won that game at Kentucky. They uh, they blew out Louisiana Lafayette last week. They're favored this week, like which is just insane. Um, I you know I'd, I'd give him the ball. I'd, I'd give him a shot. You got to have an Ole Miss guy in there that you know is going to stick around. Alabama went through this crap before with Dennis Franchoni back in two thousand two. So they hired Franchoni in before the two thousand one season. After the 2001 season, early in 2002 is when they got hit with their probation. And it was a two-year postseason ban, scholarship limits, yep. five years probation, blah, 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 blah. And right after the 2002 season, when he went 10-3, and three, and like they were the best team in the West, immediately after that, he takes the Texas A&M job. Yep. you got to have somebody that understands how hard it's going to be and is willing to stick around at that school. You know, and, and there may be more people that'll do that. Charlie Strong might do it. Who knows? I mean, it, it, look, Bill Clark, Neil Brown down at Troy, like it, any number of people might be willing to take that job and, and go through the troubles. But look, the truth is, when you get hit with probation like that, that is 100% career killing. That's because you're going to be a coach that, like, somebody's going to have to take them losses. And, you know, I mean, I think Matt Luke would be willing to do that for his school. Maybe. Who you got in the game? (sighs) See, I didn't put anything down because I didn't know what to do. I'm going to take Texas A&M. I think they're still fighting for Kevin Sumlin. I think they've got more talent than than some of these other teams that Ole Miss has been able to beat. Um, and, and Nick Starkle is back playing. And with Starkle playing, I think they are a much better football team. So I'm, I'm going to roll with Texas a and I'm going to go with Ole Miss. They're trying to get bowl eligible. They're trying to get six wins. They can't go to a bowl game. They're trying to get six wins. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm, I'm with They're you. They're fighting hard for Luke. Um... Yeah, both of these teams have rivalry games next week. All right, last big college football game, which is not a big game, but it, it's a little interesting. Navy at Notre Dame, 2.30 p.m., NBC. I think it was supposed to be at Yankee Stadium. I think it's at South Bend. Um, I mean, what, what do you think? I think Navy wins the game. I think it's a close game. You think Navy wins the game? No, sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, my Notre gosh. Dame. I think Notre Whoa, Dame. You said that I, very nonchalant, too. I was I, like, <laughs> holy cow. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I think that it is a close game. I think Navy covers. I think Notre Dame wins the game. I think I think that's what's got to happen. I would love to see Navy win this game. I like watching this game every year. It's a lot of fun. Uh, when Navy's competitive, it makes this, it makes this rivalry Great. This is the latest they've played this in a long time. 
Yeah, I don't remember when they usually play this game. But is it normally like the end of October, like very beginning of November? You think Notre Dame finishes the season running the table? They got to win this game, got to win Stanford. Will they win both those games? They'd be 500, or will they lose them both? I think they'll probably win both. I think if they lose this one, they lose them both. Yeah, if they lose this game, I think they lose to Stanford. I don't think they got anything to play for after that. But I, I will say this. I think that, man, I think Notre Dame is still a really good football team. And they've got way more talent than Navy. And I don't think that Stanford is going to be able to hang with them. Oh, you're probably right. You're probably so, right. All right. So, uh, so rundown. We've both got Wisconsin. We've both got Memphis. I've got A&M. And you got Ole Miss. And we both got Notre Dame. Yes, sir. Let's talk some NFL. we got four NFL games this week because, by God, we needed something to talk about. Okay. Rams at the Vikings, 12 p.m. on Fox. This game is the only game I haven't picked yet. <laughs> I still have no idea what I'm going to roll with on here. Like I, I, golly, I've been riding the Vikings so much lately. Yeah, but you've you, been riding the riding the Rams, too. I, man, I cannot bet against this Rams team. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take the Rams here. They're Better on the road. Play. The biggest problem is they're on the road. And I think Minnesota is going to be up for this game. They're going to be hyped. This is going to be a loud, hostile environment. This for is Jared in a dome, Goff. right? Yes. This is going to be Goff's like toughest game of the year. This is going to be the best defense he's going to have to play all year. The problem is, is can anybody on the other side score against this Rams team offensively? I'm taking the Rams. I mean, we're we're talking straight up, right? Yeah, I think the Rams are favored to win. Nah, Vikings are favored by two. I'm gonna take the Vikings. I don't. I don't like it. You wouldn't like it whichever direction. No, I won't. I won't bet on this game. I like both of these teams. I I love that I have a noon game that I can just turn on, and this will be one of those rare weeks where I'm not on the Red Zone channel, where I'm just give me this game. Patriots at the Raiders, 3.25 p.m. CBS. Live from Mexico City. Mexico City. This is going to be a fun game. Last year, the Mexico City like little trial thing went awesome. I'm excited to see how my Pats do. I think the Pats win this game. I don't see the Raiders being able to beat them. I don't think the Raiders are, are nearly as good. Like They went through that stretch early in the season – not very good. They came back. They beat the uh, they beat the Chiefs, um, but they're they're just not they're not a good football team. So we thought at one point in time that AFC West team was the best conference in football because they look like it. Yeah, between the Chiefs and the Raiders and the Chargers and the Broncos. And right now, all of them have been well. The Raiders oh, haven't been awful. The Chiefs but- are still really tough to beat. Yeah, but they're they're all just kind of the, the Raiders are a damn yo-yo up and down. Yeah, and the the Chargers and the Broncos just look laughable. Yeah, they don't look good at all. Yeah, no, you're right. This this game will be a lot of fun to see in Mexico City because you know the fans are going to be absolutely bananas down there. Uh, they're all Raiders fans. Remember, that's where they found uh, Tom Brady's stolen Super Bowl jersey. Oh, is that right? Yeah, it was found in Mexico City. So what you're saying is he might have something to play for. He got a little, little, little comeuppance to get going down there. 
We both got the Pats. Oh yeah. All right, we both got the Pats. Eagles at the Cowboys, 7:30 p.m. on NBC. I don't think the Cowboys have enough in the tank to be able to win this ball game. I think the Eagles win and they cover the three and a half Fletcher, easily. Fletcher Cox is going to dance all yeah, night that, long. Yeah, that defense is going to feed. I love, I love Dak. I've, I've, I'm growing to really, really appreciate Dak. I was kind of very. I'm, I'm going to be late to this party. I get that. I think this is not the week to want to be Dak. No. No, last no, week, not, not last your, week wasn't too good either for him. Not Five, without six. your left tackle. Nope, not a chance. No. Not a chance. Not if you ain't got anybody to block from your blind side, you're in trouble. He had five sacks against Falcons. Falcons hadn't really got after anybody all year, but this Eagle team's getting after everybody. Eagles only give up 66 yards a game rushing. They're going to crush. Them. There's there's major trouble here. Crush them. Major trouble there for the Cowboys. Finally, the Monday night game. This one looks a lot more interesting now than it did earlier. Yep. Falcons at the Seahawks, 7.30 p.m. ESPN, Monday night football. Your boy Chucky Gruden, before he leaves to take the Tennessee job. Please take that job and get off my Monday night screen. <laughs> God, so bad. As we're getting close to the ESPN layoffs, I'm curious if you're going to be How do you make so much money and be so bad at your job? I agree with you. I agree with you. Either way, Falcons and the Seahawks. Who who are you rolling with here? I didn't have a winner on this one yet either because I just don't know. The Seahawks are the definition of a bipolar football team. Yes. Yes. I I swore I was not going to bet on them or against them the rest of the year because I'm I'm literally might as well just be throwing money out the window. I'm not betting on either one. I will take the – I think the Falcons found themselves. You think the Falcons are going to go to Seattle? See, that, they did that in Atlanta. That's my problem. Can they go halfway across the country? Can they go 2,000 miles away? I just watched the, the crappy freaking Redskins go across <laughs> – like all the way across the country. Not from Atlanta, no. but from Washington, D.C. <laughs> Nobody from one side of the coast to the other side. Like Nobody knows how that happened. Nobody knows how that happened. No, but I think that's just what the Seahawks are. But so you think that'll happen twice, though? Something that happened that shocked you, that left you in just complete awe of how did this happen? You think will happen again? This would not shock me if the Falcons win oh, this game. I think that Redskins team is way better than the Falcons. I think they're way better than the Falcons. With all the injuries? Yeah, I don't care. This Falcons team has not impressed me at all. What they did to the Cowboys is not special. So you're taking the Seahawks? Yeah, I'm going to take the C. I guess saying that, I have to. Yeah, I have is, no choice. That but is disgusting. That, oh, no. It's, <laughs> it's scary. Well, because if the Seahawks team that I – here's all right, here's what I think is going to happen. I think it's going to be addition by subtraction. I think Sherman being unwilling to adjust and I'm going to stay on this guy, I'm going to stay on this side of the field, and that's all I'm going to do, I think that hinders defensive coordinators sometimes. I think him being out can give them defensively some flexibility. It ain't like he was going to lock down Julio Jones because he don't stay on Julio Jones. Now you're right. You're right. And so I, I think defensively they're going to be able to do some things without him, especially with a whole week to prepare for with life without him. Man, I think maybe we can get some. Russell Wilson has to figure something out. Man, with the, with the way that that Falcons defensive line was playing, no, like, dude, that and was, I understand it's a little different. I got that. I'm that's with different. You. That's different. But 
I don't know, man. We'll Look, go head to head on that one. Yeah, That's I'll okay. take I'll take the Falcons. All right, so uh, so I've got the Rams. You got the Vikings. We both got the Pats. We both got the Eagles. I've got the Falcons. You've got the Seahawks. You're taking all home teams except for well, you're taking no. the two home teams in the in the top and bottom here. No. And I'm taking all road where, teams. Where we're going head to head, I'm taking the home teams. You're taking four road teams. This might be a mistake. <laughs> All right, that's going to wrap it up. It's time for the rundown. Remember, check out winningcureseverything.com. You can give us a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash winningcureseverything. You can follow us on Twitter, at winningcures. You can follow myself, at GaryWCE. You can follow me at Chris B. Giannini, C-H-R-I-S-B-G-I-A-N-N-I-N-I. You can also email the show, that's winningcureseverything at gmail.com. And we now have a voicemail line. That number is 551-226-9899. If you want to call and bash us for talking bad about your favorite team, or praise us, or just tell us about how awesome your team is doing, leave us a voicemail. That number again is 551-226-9899. And we may toss it on the show. Thank you for supporting this show. And until next time, have a good one, guys. Hey, don't forget, subscribe to the Winning Cures Everything podcast on iTunes and make sure you leave a review. For every 25 written five-star reviews we get on iTunes, we are donating to St. Jude's Children's Hospital and LeBonner's Children's Hospital in Memphis, So subscribe and review on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and all your favorite podcast apps. Remember, the Winning Cures Everything podcast. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.